Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Groves. Good morning. So glad you are with us today. We are pre-recording. So we're coming to them from the future. Is that how that works? I think we're coming from the past. Oh. Yes. Um, the past. And we're coming around to... Hindsight is twenty twenty. But, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's such a weird phrase. Anyway. Um, I don't think it applies. We <laughs> are... It makes zero sense. Doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so glad that you're with us this morning. And we are continuing our conversation around the kingdom of God. And um, we, we're coming up with better titles than that because... That doesn't really seem interesting to some people. It's very fascinating to me. But um, anyway, we are really just, we're in this moment culturally where I think we are examining our systems and our way of being in in, uh, ways that we haven't maybe before. At least collectively we are as um, communities. And so um, it's been important to me or I've wanted to take a look at what the, the way um, where, who I belong, I don't know, where, how am I to behave, um, mm. what my identity, what kingdom, is it a kingdom of this world or the kingdom of God, where do I belong, yeah. where where um, do I find the values that I need in order to live the way I'm invited yeah. to live. Basically, you're describing like how, um, how you shape your worldview. Yeah, yeah. So right? I, I mean, we, we've yeah. talked about this uh, in other sermons, in uh, small groups. It's one of the things that uh, I... I always want us to wrestle with this idea because um, in such a politically polarized uh, environment, people often just act as if these are partisan ideas, right? Mm-hmm. I might, I might even, we might even do a whole talk on this, but in short, the ideas, a lot of these ideas are much older than mm-hmm. these parties or even uh, certain philosophers that get, uh, identified as ones that have developed them. Right, and the trouble that we see or the things that we are experiencing in our world are are human yeah. and have been around for a very long time. Yes. And they might look different. And I think that's one of the challenges even in reading our text, right? Yeah. Because we're talking about cultural, sociological, um, yeah. like years of difference and translations and all those things. And we can read the text and be like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really relate. Right. But... We actually think that the Bible has something to say to us and is relevant to our lives and what we're experiencing today. And mostly because humans keep being human. Right. Yeah. We haven't really, and and our problems are the same problems. Yeah. Um, So I would argue that it's valid to form a worldview uh, out of the perspective of the writers of scripture. Mm -hmm. And so that's uh, often, that's what I'm hoping that we're doing, Mm -hmm. uh, Matter of fact, in some ways, I would say that is the process of discipleship, is giving up uh, our own stuff for the perspective, uh, hopefully, of the inspired Word of God, uh, for, for this pr- perspective of Jesus as as uh, Christians, as mm-hmm. Jesus followers. That's the hope. Yeah. Right? So as we tackle stuff like this, like the human problem we're tackling today is the problem of violence, mm-hmm. right? And this problem's been with us uh, from a biblical perspective, Ever since Cain and Abel. Yeah. So first family. Yeah. First human family, murder. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first right. generation. Right. I mean, it didn't yeah. go far before. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so as we see there, you know, and, and then going forward, that this idea of violence, it's a problem born of anger, born of greed, fear, jealousy, arrogance. Um, I mean, yeah. you on can and go on and on. On right? and on. And yeah, I think that it comes from 
wanting something that we can't have, right? Mm. Like, look, I want that piece of property. Mm. I want that, or I want that land. Yeah. I want that item from that item or, you know, or I want that person. I mean, sure. wars have been fought over people want, right. you know? So I, there's a, and, and to, I guess the, the question it's to what level of force are we willing to go in order to take a hold of what yeah. it is that we want? Yeah. Um, and, and that is, yeah, a human problem. Right. And it's clear from our history as mm-hmm. a nation, mm-hmm. as a people that we're just, we're neck deep. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Um, Our very roots. Yeah. Our violent roots. Yeah. Violent beginnings. Yeah. We're a nation born and built on um, horrific violence. Whether you think of all of the the history of war, Mm -hmm. um, the history of the violent theft of native lands, Mm -hmm. uh, economies built on slavery. Um, we're a society uh, still shaped uh, by policies which regulate uh, minority populations to small geographic areas and then use violence to control them yeah, and, that and keep them there. That goes on today. Yeah. That is the way in which, um, yeah, our structures work. Yeah. Um, and, and violence, like, and, and not, we don't, we're not going to spend a lot of time on each of those, but a lot of time could be spent and I think is beneficial for us, especially those of us that maybe learned a history that did not take time to talk about, Mm. um, to talk about slavery, to talk about, um, what was, what happened in our country to indigenous peoples, um, to even, even, um, the religious fighting, the fighting that was religious based yeah. um, on the first people that came between Puritans and Quakers. And right. Right, there, there was already murder and violence happening yeah. um, at the very, very beginning of our his- well, U.S. history. Right. I mean, we were British colonies. Britain mm-hmm. was uh, the world power at mm-hmm. that time. Right. They were an empire, mm-hmm. much like Rome or arguably like the United States is today. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah. so, and I know this is difficult for people. I know there's folks that, um, I mean, I don't necessarily understand all the time why we wouldn't want to wrestle with the truth of where we come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of me thinks that, I mean, for some, I think that it's literally just a not knowing. Right. Sure. For some, I mean, yeah. and, 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 and my whatever judgy part of me is like, mm-hmm. we've got Google, like, this is not complicated, sure. you know, or, yeah. um, but it, you know, like what I'm, I just think about what it took for me the first time I read the history of white people mm. or, you know, when I, or the real people's history of the United States. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? No one right. told me about this. I had no idea. And, um, but yeah, there are, there are those, and I know that based on conversations that I've had with many of you, we have family and friends that w- are still in denial of that part of our mm. history, Yeah. right? Um, and have um, people who I love and are in my circles who... Um, who who justify these behaviors or that's what i was going to say yeah. I, I think a lot of time it's not so much um about not being aware mm-hmm. but it is about this kind of uh tradition within christianity to justify uh behaviors by um interpreting scripture a certain way i mean yeah. there was a yeah, yeah. there were, uh there were people who it wasn't just a ad hoc it was a developed interpretation of the of the point of view right of the point of view of what? Sorry, but it, 
of Israel of of yeah interpreting scripture and then applying it to themselves as Europeans coming to this new land yeah right it was, there was yeah. a developed theology yeah. and interpretive uh, application of scripture colonizing their, is what we would right we would say it was a colonizing yeah. interpretation yes and yeah, yeah. Um, like divine appointment uh-huh. to um, Christianize yeah um, land. And that it was God's will, God's intent. And so there's this idea, this identification with being Israel, right? right. Like From the Old Testament. Yeah. That, that storyline yeah. of Israel being given the land in Canaan and going mm-hmm. in and conquering that land. Right, right. Yeah, the um, book that we recommended, I think it was last week, Jesus and Empire, the author talks about how embedded this was in Mm -hmm. the way of thinking. And um, he writes, pilgrims and Puritans were modeling themselves on the biblical accounts of ancient Israel's exodus. This formative identity ran so deep, the... um, uh, so deep that the American Revolution was also understood as a new exodus, an escape from the new Pharaoh, George III. Mm. And you can understand, because they were an oppressed people group that were escaping so that they could yeah. practice their religious freedoms, you can understand why they would perceive themselves in that way. Mm. What is disconnecting for me is then why they treated other people in the same way, right? It was like yeah. once there was power or once there was a win in the hierarchy that they had more um yeah. Then it turned into oppressing. Any, but, um, but yeah. So they saw George the Third as the Pharaoh that they were escaping from. The Constitution was the new covenant. The thirteen states were forming a new covenantal model of civil government that would be a model for all society. So you can see they had this sense of divine, divine. Um, well, I would say in superiority, mm. um, but certainly that they were. Um, God's chosen. I was going to say, they probably yeah. use that language, mm-hmm. uh, that the chosenness that they see in Israel, mm-hmm. they now saw in themselves as this this new uh, nation, this mm-hmm. new people that they mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. Uh, being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's the problem with that? So I can understand how someone gets there. Absolutely. Yeah, and even if you are reading those texts and you go look at this conquest and uh, there seems to be a piece that got missing, uh, in in my opinion, for the the way they interpreted it, right? Because um, a facet of Old Testament theology is that uh, there is a concept of the divine warrior, that mm-hmm. God is the divine warrior, mm-hmm. and so in uh, say an example like um, Jericho, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they come into Canaan, they come to Jericho. Jericho was like. Well, it was like the Rome, <laughs> I keep using that example, but the city Rome, it, it, it was the... Fortified yes, and... Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just the, if you could defeat this, it would it, you would be defeating the superpower mm-hmm. of that region of mm-hmm. that time, right? And and so it was a symbol. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at that story, the, the theology behind that is not that... God empowered them as a people to be great warriors and overcome Jericho. Mm-hmm. It was they had to trust God to be the warrior mm. and to defeat Jericho. Mm. And then they, mm-hmm. um, to use my friend uh, Joe, uh, of course you know Joe. Joe may be listening. Um, Joe and Kathy, uh, who we read Hebrew together and Greek together on Fridays, Joe will always point out he's a great a Hebrew scholar, and he'll point out that um, that the concept of um, uh, 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 what was going on there is that they weren't the ones um, 
that were winning. God was the one winning the fight, winning mm-hmm. the battle. Mm-hmm. And they were the, his phrase is like, they were the mop-up crew. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who would come through and um, and, and just clean up what was left mm-hmm. after God had, had won. So they had this, that, that perspective. That was the Old Testament theological view of God. Right. And, and so the thing that's missed in applying that to Europeans coming here was we don't have stories of God chasing out native right. people. Redcoats. Oh, you're saying native. Oh, oh, I was thinking the other way. Like I was thinking in terms of when we were fighting the Revolutionary War, we didn't see God like yeah, going that, ahead. Of, yeah, I wouldn't see that as yeah. the application because um, they saw the Indians as the Canaanites. Oh, they saw native peoples as the Canaanites, and yeah. they were yeah, got it. And and so that's what I'm arguing is that it's a bad application because the native peoples were less technologically advanced. The Brit the British Empire, when they started colonizing, they were the power. Mm-hmm. Right, they were the superpower. Right, the underdog in that situation were not. Right, the, yeah. And yeah. so applying that 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 concept to themselves, I think, is inaccurate. I don't think they uh, rightly could claim that they were the new Israel coming into this land that God was giving mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. they claimed. Mm-hmm. And and then since then, that has been justification to this day. Uh, that uh, and and I, I would say that it's worth challenging that thought. Like, did God give us this land, or did we take this land? Mm-hmm. Right, and that is unsettling to a lot of people. I understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I I get that, but I just can't help but wrestle with that idea because, as you've pointed out, you look and you study history. There just doesn't seem to be the parallel of God giving the land. No, there was a literal systematic way of relegating group of people to a smaller geographical place that they could then control. Right. The U.S. broke treaties. Right. The U.S. like we, it was a colonizing, I would say, supremacist perspective that thought that they were better, Mm -hmm. therefore they, it was theirs. I mean, that's what that was. So, um, uh, but, uh, all that to say that our history is embedded and rooted in violence. It's rooted in our own envy and greed and all those things. And I think we have to be honest and take a look at it. And, 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 um, I know many people within our congregation are already on board with that, but I know that mm-hmm. we have conversations a lot with our, again, we have For conversations sure. um, with and people we that we love and care about absolutely. that um, would disagree, would, would disagree yeah. and they're wrong. No, <laughs> um, but violence. And, and I think it's important if we, it's like with, it's like with anything else, if we can't admit there's a problem, yeah. if we can't ad- admit the, like in, 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 in our language, that sin, if we can't confess what we don't acknowledge we've committed. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that is, that is problematic. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, I think we'll come back to that a little bit, a little bit later, but, um, we have a, we have a history of violence and, and we are waking up every morning mm-hmm. to new acts of violence in our country. We're right. waking up to the ways in which policing is violent and how mm-hmm. it has been violent towards a specific group of people. And, and I would assert 
unnecessarily so. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I won't. I won't sit here and do a sermon claiming to know um, exactly how to create policies uh, that purge us fully of violence. I, I. I don't know of any other way to oppose someone in the midst of committing a violent crime, you know, than using force to stop mm-hmm. them. I don't. I don't know. That's a whole other talk. A whole other thing. Um, that we're not trying to tackle right now. But I do know that, like you said, every day we see another video mm-hmm. of unnecessary, yeah. unjustified violence being perpetrated mm-hmm. by those that are supposed to protect yeah. and serve. And lethal. Lethal. So we at, see at that. At times, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even th- even beyond that, I'm, I mean, that certainly disturbs me, but I'm disturbed by a video I watched yesterday where... A woman was just talking. Maybe she was being disrespectful, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what it was. She was still just talking, just Mm -hmm. using words. And a police officer just struck her as hard as he could. Mm -hmm. And I I just don't care what Mm -hmm. the scenario was. The video shows violence from the authority figure Mm-hmm. Uh, from the wall, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's broken. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. others will say it's working just as it was designed to work. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it is revelatory of the brokenness of the corrupted yeah. nature of our yeah. situation. For sure. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of um, kind of one of the first major judgments that comes on humanity that's captured in uh, Genesis chapter 6. And so Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse 11, I'm just going to read a couple of verses there. It says that the earth was ruined in the sight of God. The earth was filled with violence. God saw the earth and indeed it was ruined for all living creatures on the earth were sinful. So God said to Noah, I have decided that all living creatures must die, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. And now I'm about to destroy them and the earth. Yeah, when I first, when I went back to this, it struck me that there, he, there's a, um, about, it's about two, this is about the earth and it's about living creatures, mm-hmm. right? And that the earth was ruined or corrupted um, by the living creatures. Mm-hmm. And then the way that God sees that, how is it corrupted? He sees it in the violence. Yeah. And that yeah. word for violence describes um, the range of unjust treatment mm-hmm. all the way to murder, assault, rape. Like right. those, that's kind of the range in which that word is used um, throughout scripture to win in that of violence. But it was just, it was just really hitting me and striking me that it is the living creatures mm. that corrupted the earth. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, it made me think of conversations that I've had with those that are actively involved with climate around climate change, because this is the argument that they're making that living creatures are corrupting, right? Right? Are right. are ruining the earth, and 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 um, and we see that coming be- from the same the same pro- it's violence, right, mm-hmm. to the earth. It's violence towards one another right. and our greed or our um, just the yeah. The, Sometimes desperation. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, you'll see that, but the motivation often though seems to be uh, 
out of greed. Yeah, when you, yes, yes, Um, when, um, if you have waste, and Mm -hmm. where should you dump that waste, Mm -hmm. right, or um, what materials are we, materials are we using, and how are we getting those materials, Mm -hmm. and, and who is affected by the mining of those materials, or that energy, or that resource, and I think there's a lot of contention, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of conversations around this, and these are important conversations to have, Mm -hmm. Um, but all of this to say, too, that this is not new to us, that, Genesis six, right? right? It's talking about the way in which the living creatures are operating in violence and that it is causing the ruin of earth. Right. So much so that God's going to bring. Yeah. He's like, I've had enough. The, The, like the, the, um, uh, almost like the, yeah. Like, why did I create man? Yeah. Why did I do this? Look what, yeah. Right. Right. That that sentiment. Yeah. 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 Another, um, uh, not just passage, but a whole book that we spent some time with this week was uh, Habakkuk, the mm-hmm. prophetic book of Habakkuk. Because um, it just was so, uh, it was powerful mm-hmm. uh, to see him wrestle with the violence of, well, before I say that, I just want to read this uh, little excerpt from an article from the Dictionary of Biblical Theology. It says that Habakkuk wondered why the Uh, why the evil were able to continue unpunished in their wickedness and perversion. The irony in his questioning is that the wicked in this case were not the pagan nations surrounding Israel, but rather Israel herself. Like he was taking a look at his own nation, Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. own nation that he loved, Mm -hmm. that he was a part of, that he, you know, this is his tribe. And genuinely, divinely chosen by God to be God's people, to demonstrate yeah. to the world yes. who he was, yes. right? I mean, that's what I think is so distinctive about this, too, for Habakkuk, is that there's a there's a mourning of who you were des- like created and called to be, right. and all that you were given in order to be that, mm. and then seeing that they weren't living in the way that they were invited to live. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and and there's a pain that I think we all experience as Christians when we look out and we go, oh man, how we're not living the way mm. that we have been intended or yeah. called or yeah. equipped to live, right. and um and and there is an inability at times and maybe an unwillingness as you write here for us to face that reality, right. To check ourselves. Yeah, I to mean, go. Some oh, even act hold as if on it's a second. Unpatriotic. Right. Right. Or or even unchristian or ungrateful. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Honestly, I think when when people do that, they're they're trying to control. I mean, that's that's what's being done. There's this effort to control speech and to control uh, thought. That the narrative. Well, sure. <laughs> to, but I'm talking about yeah. when Christians do this to one another. Yeah. Because they're offended by. Mm-hmm. Um, someone observing right. Uh, right. the wrongdoing done by our country, by our government, by mm-hmm. our military, by our uh, police or force. Or by ourselves, by our own sure. institutions, by our own... Yeah. yeah. But Habakkuk, yeah. that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's called by God to take a hard look at Israel herself. He opens uh, his book, and you should spend some time with it. It, it It's easy. It's three chapters. Mm-hmm. Spend some time with it mm-hmm. this week and see uh, how just reflecting on it mm-hmm. uh, affects you. But um, Habakkuk, the first, I'm just going to read the first four ver- verses of chapter one. Uh, the following is the message which God revealed to Habakkuk the prophet. 
How long, Lord, must I cry for help? But you do not listen. I call out to you, violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you force me to witness injustice? Why do you put up with wrongdoing? Destruction and violence confront me. Conflict is present and one must endure strife. For this reason, the law lacks power and justice is never carried out. Indeed, the wicked intimidate the innocent. For this reason, justice is perverted. Maybe it's the one in me on the in, in Enneagram speak, mm-hmm. right? And one of the aspects of that that I identify with, that description of that personality is the longing for things to just be right. Mm-hmm. So I identify with this way of thinking that Habakkuk is embracing is that I think in order for things to be right in Israel, these things have to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for me, as an American, as a veteran, as a veteran of of the military and and a veteran of um, law enforcement in in the military, um, I, uh, (laughs) sorry, we had a little child disruption here, Um, but as from that perspective, somebody who served proudly, and, and um, loved my time in the military and served in law enforcement and considered a, a whole career uh, in law enforcement. Even coming from that perspective, there's a side of me that identifies with Habakkuk that, that wants things to be right, that wants um, our military for this, this uh, country to serve in a way that's honorable. Mm-hmm. I, I want to look at... Uh, policing in America and be proud of it. And, 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 and I can't with, with the images that I see on the daily. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it is daily Mm -hmm. that I, I see videos of men like striking women, pushing, uh, people who are protesting uh, exercising their constitutional rights. I'm talking about the peaceful protesters. I'm not talking about folks that are burning down buildings. And that's not, I'm talking about these videos we see where somebody's kneeling and uh, you know a, a 200-pound man just kicks a woman over while she's exercising that right. That I I feel like Habakkuk. I feel that sense of like God, look at this, and it's not right. And, and, and as a person who's put on uh, that uniform, I, I long for it to be right and to be a thing of honor. And, and we will not make it a thing of honor by just saying, shh, be quiet, don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't become honorable until things shift and change. And that's, that's what Habakkuk is crying out for, I think, is he's acknowledging his own people's shortcomings and specifically their violence without justification. And I think we should do the same. You know, and I, I don't know. You know, while knowing what to do about, um, you know, personal defense or national defense, that, that's complex, Right. But I know this. I know that doing violence, even when it's justified, is damaging to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not what God intended yeah, for our I, lives. I don't think so. It's how whatever we're laws or rules, I mean, even having a military force mm-hmm. 
I don't think was like, oh, you know what? God's like, my perfect design is that there was militarization or even yeah. or policing. Like, I, 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 I haven't sure, spent a like lot of time thinking about this. But yeah, there we don't wasn't like right, Indian PD. Right. right. We're not looking forward to, you know, making the you're not like, I hope I get to be the police force in heaven. Like, right. no one. This is not the ideal. Yeah. And so for me and my I, I'm more I have that idealism sure. part of me. Yeah. And like, I don't want any of this. You know, like when yeah. when when we talk about reframing um policing when we talk about community care mm-hmm. when we talk about what safety is and how we could work together collectively as communities i'm like yeah that's that's mm-hmm. the conversation that i i want to have but you're right like that in our broken system we there are ways in which we are trying to mitigate yeah. that brokenness and um the whether it's 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 racism or it's the the power right. the power issues yeah. um but it's a. It's one so thing human. I want to be super clear on is with all of these talks is these are not partisan issues. These are ideas. I'll bring us back to that statement, but I'm passionate about this. That the idea of justice and things uh, being right in a society and and violence not being used against. Um, the vulnerable, these are ancient ideas. And we are drawing these ideas from scripture. Read Habakkuk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Read it. Read Jesus. This is not this is not a right or left sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the king, I mean, we're. I'm going to say this over and again, over and over again during this whole series, is that the values of the kingdom of God are far too large to be captured by any one partisan perspective mm-hmm. or even one nation's perspective. Or one, yeah, any number of systems can't yeah. contain. It, it is, it is holy. It is yes, other. it is other. It is other. Yes. Yeah. And, our God, our ruler is other, and yeah. we are invited to be other. Right. That's, yeah. I think, well, what we're trying to say. That's why when Jesus is teaching his mm-hmm. values of the kingdom, mm-hmm. it comes across different, right? It's not this strong, kind right. of triumphantly violent right. who inherit the earth. Right. More right? power, that's, more that's, strength. That's right. not his argument. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so that brought me to the, the Beatitudes when Jesus is teaching this mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount, right? And he says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Right? And we end up asking, what is meat? What is meek. meat? <laughs> what is meek? <laughs> are you hungry? I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the meek? Right? It sounds weak. And and, and I, even the phonetically for us, phonetically, I think it sounds weak. Meek. <laughs> right? It just sounds like like you should just roll over. Like yeah. I it just it sounds so it does sound so yeah. Yeah. Like well, a kitten. I would <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and it, a bunny. I think it does kind of mean that in our, our current usage of the term. Mm-hmm. Right. So since that's it, it might be a bad word to use to translate the Greek word that stands behind it. The entry in the um, the big Greek dictionary, um, you know, BDAG, your big Greek dictionary. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to no. get into what that is. But um, <laughs> the, one, the entry actually points out that. Um, that meek is it's different in an older more favorable sense mm-hmm. in our uh sense it's not a favorable term yeah we're not right? like oh you're so meek right like that's like, not that's like, not like, a nice thing you? to say to somebody yeah. right yeah. and and so the entry says it's pertaining uh to not being overly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance oh that's so good 
Do you mm-hmm. see how that is the antidote to what you were talking about? Violence is mm-hmm. violence is. I'm the so taking. important, and I need yes. this so bad. I'm going to take it no matter what. I'm right. going to get my hands on that. Yeah. Versus not mm. being overly impressed by a sense of one uh, sense of one's self importance. Right. Some other yeah. glosses for that word is to be humble, or to be gentle, or to be considerate. Hmm. Right. And here in this Blessed passage, are those for they they will inherit. Yeah, blessed is the meek, or blessed are the humble, or blessed are those who are not uh, being overwhelmingly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. That's a long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why he didn't maybe choose that. No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but um, Craig Keener, the commentator, says this about this verse. He says, here Jesus cites scripture, Psalm 37, 9 and 11. Um not those who try to bring the kingdom politically or militarily, but those who humbly wait on God will inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think this is always important because, again, with the polarization of stuff, people are always going to try to suck these kind of topics, these discussions, mm-hmm. into a uh, one side versus the other kind mm-hmm. of perspective. And so we need to be clear when we're saying this. The values of the kingdom of God challenge uh, our worldly perspectives mm-hmm. that we were and we were born into. Like yes. we, it, it, we can't help it. Yeah. Like this is what we breathe, yeah. where yeah, we yeah. exist, and our particular context. Right. right. But we don't think that by teaching the values of the kingdom or by opposing the values of the the systems of the world that we're actually bringing about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to bring about the kingdom of God mm-hmm. through better politics or through military force mm-hmm. or through even through churches. That's going to be a whole topic. The kingdom of God is not the church. Those mm-hmm. are not synonyms. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so we are invited into the kingdom. Right. And I think as we share the values of the kingdom with the world, with the church, mm-hmm. we are inviting others into mm-hmm. that kingdom mm-hmm. under the rule mm-hmm. of God. Right. right. And and to be clear, we are, we are not saying that it, it could be very possible that your um, invitation into living out the kingdom is going to cause you to be involved in policy. It's going to cause you to be involved in in the systems of this world, I think, but it does not usher in the kingdom of God. Right. That that action itself doesn't do that. But we, as participants in the kingdom of God, yeah. are invited and are called to speak to and into and help, I think, I think that it's... Well, that's it, the it is spreading of the gospel, yeah. the literal yeah. gospel, the thing that is called yeah. the good news right. is the teaching good of news Jesus. To the poor yeah. and the so, release of prisoners, yeah. sight for the blind, the lifting of oppression. Calling yeah. our society yeah. into that, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. is that Absolutely. is one of the ways that it is done. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we yeah. disagree with some folks that are like, um, that really the only thing that the church is responsible for is calling people to an altar call to have mm-hmm. a change of heart. We don't deny that that's valuable and that that is a place to meet Jesus. But what we where we disagree is we think we should be out in the world Mm -hmm. and and that we should challenge the systems of the world. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that is through political means that that to to speak the values of the kingdom of God to the powers that be ends up being a political action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 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 that. Mm-hmm. that that is worth doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So as we were 
for me and processing all of this, um, what really just like, I, it's like a, it's like a log. I don't know mm-hmm. how, like there's a thickness and a, like a sturdiness and a strength, mm-hmm. um, that has come for me in, in preparing this particular talk, um, and recognizing that, um, that along the lines of the invitation, all this is that we are to know and have confidence that God will end violence and he mm. will bring justice. Yeah. And and what that does for me, when I actually believe that, when I believe that that is God's intent, that that's mm. what Jesus came to do and I get to participate, I get to participate in that, but it's not on me. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not even within my power, right. my own power to right. do, but that I have been invited um and I get to participate in this and I get to, I hope, I, I mean, and we do, we do bear witness. I think we do see the kingdom come yeah. like the goodness of God, the justice and the rightness of God. And we do, I mean, at the same time, like Habakkuk, like what, how long yes. are you going to take? Such a because good justice delayed oh. is justice denied. Right. Like I, yes. yeah, no justice, no peace, you know? Like, yeah. And, and even this last week as we are, remembering Jason Washington's death, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there, to me, justice has not yet happened for the family. Yeah. Justice yeah. is not, and, and never in its completeness will until I think until the fullness of the kingdom right. is here. Right. Um, but there is a confidence that I think, um, that we, I want us to have in God being the one who is the Mm. originator and the enforcer and the one who will accomplish it, that he will. And, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't remove me from the activity, like from Mm -hmm. being engaged Mm -hmm. involved, but it, it's not mine. Yeah. And, and so I see that it is not the kingdom of Sonia. Yeah, it is the kingdom of Paul. It's not the kingdom of the church. It's not the kingdom of the Democrats or the uh, Republicans or on and on. Right. It's the kingdom of God. Right. right? Like that. Yeah. (laughs) We forget this. Yeah. Right. He's the one. Yeah. So in Habakkuk, I went back to that passage because it was just such a powerful, I think it was like, yeah, God, yeah. like there's, a, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a part of me that was like, God, get them. Right. <laughs> and then there's a humility that comes. So here's, here's what Habakkuk writes in chapter two, verse, starting with verse three, he says, for the message is a witness to what is decreed. It gives reliable testimony about how matters will turn out. Even if the message is not fulfilled right away, wait patiently for mm. it will certainly come to pass. It will not arrive arrive late. Now late for me, late for, right? right. I mean, late, but it, yeah, look, look, the one whose desires are, look, here's what he <laughs> says. The one whose desires are not upright will faint from exhaustion, but the person of integrity, and I will say like the meek, this is the, this is the same mm. idea, right? Yeah, yeah. The person of integrity will live because of his faithfulness. Yeah. So um, God speaks to response to Habakkuk. He says, woe to the one who accumulates what does not belong to him. I'm like, yeah, woe to him, you know, right? And how long will this go on? He who gets rich by extortion, your creditors will suddenly attack. Those who who terrify you will spring into action and they will rob you because you robbed many countries. All who are left among the nations will rob you. Like, there's a part of me that's like justice, right? It's like, you know. Maybe it's just me. Um, You have shed human blood and committed violent acts against land, cities, and those who live in them. The one who builds his house by unjust gain is as good as dead. 
He does this so he can build his nest way up high and escape the clutches of disaster. Your schemes will bring shame to your house because you destroyed many nations. You will self-destruct. Whoa. So like just even that idea of it's not even that there's this external you this this ick will kill you. You will self-destruct for the stones and the walls will cry out and the wooden rafters will answer back. Woe to the one who builds a city by bloodshed. He who starts a town by unjust deeds. Be sure of this. The Lord of heaven's armies has decreed the nation's efforts will go up in smoke. Their exhausting work will be for nothing. Mm -hmm. For recognition of the Lord's sovereign majesty will fill the earth just Mm -hmm. as the waters fill up the sea. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. And for me, I read that and I'm like, that's right. There will, there is come, like it's going to come. Right. And I was like, man, I want God's justice. And, and then, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to put my trust in the arm of God's justice. And I'm, we're we're going to, this is going to do this. And then it was like, like, oh crap. I think I'm complicit. (laughs) Like, right. It's like, I can't like, right. It's like, I'm calling for justice. And there is, I think like this holy fire and this like, like, yes, I want to see God's justice. I want to participate it. Mm -hmm. Spirit Mm -hmm. awaken us and give us courage to participate in that. But in calling for justice, there's also a humility about our own complicity in it. And in that, in that, and I think this is, this is, I think what's so powerful about relying on God and the justice of God and, and, and interesting in that is that it 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 he will God will make all things right all things will be made right mm. and my my part I want to participate in that but I also in humility God I want to I want to confess I want to confess in about the ways in which I participate in injustice, mm. the ways in which I am a part of oppression, the ways in which I I I benefit from my own privilege and I'm not right. being, I'm not, you're right. There's a confession. And then what that does is allows me to experience forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And like the weight, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it's this period of time has been for everyone, but like the forgiveness, like the anxiety, there was just a lot for me in this process of like, God, these are the ways in which I thought that I was the hero. These mm. are the ways in which I thought wow. that it was on me. These are the ways in which I have taken this on as my yeah. own. Yeah. And there's there's a confession and there's a forgiveness and there's like a weight and a burden yeah. that is lifted. Which is necessary. Along, yeah. Right. We know this just yeah. from theory of um, the cycle of, of white supremacy, right? And trying to get out of that for mm-hmm. white people. Um, oftentimes the guilt stage is too much Mm -hmm. yeah and they they opt out yeah right and choose not to engage with it anymore Mm -hmm. and that is to me such a powerful aspect of of what you're talking about here of the gospel message Mm -hmm. is the opportunity to experience forgiveness and to not have to sit in this white guilt that causes people to react in ways that really aren't helpful Uh, they either disengage Mm -hmm. or it it goes sideways in a weird way Mm -hmm. right and we we can be forgiven and continue to engage in the process mm-hmm. of decentering and dismantling right. whiteness. Right. right. And 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 I believe that we like the liber- we 
like liberation is from God for our lives, yeah. right? Yeah. And we can be liberated from that oppression. Right. We can be liberated from being bound by the systems that we are bound by. Like mm-hmm. that God come that in. in. Yes, right? God come in and detach me from that. God yeah. come in and 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 I I want renewal of my mind. I don't mm-hmm. want those old habits and those old systems and those old ways, whatever biases and prejudices and things that were right. like inherently a part of my life. I, yeah. I don't want that. I want, I want my, you know, I renew renewal for yeah. my whole yeah, yeah. self. Yeah. Um, but it, it, for me that initiated in, okay, God, this is your kingdom. This is your justice. It's your hand. And, um, I want to participate in that, but I also acknowledge the ways in which, man, if, if I'm calling for justice over there, there's mm-hmm. justice, you know, yeah. how, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to Habakkuk ends? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that's the thing about Habakkuk is he pours out his frustration about all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. But then this is how he ends the book. I mean, this is just beautiful. It turns into a worship service, mm-hmm. which, yeah. And I've talked about how I think that the song uh-huh. is the, it's can, it, it has to be connected yeah. to the kingdom of God, yeah. the justice and the goodness and the rightness. Yeah. Right. So I would just, Freedom. I would just close with this because mm-hmm. this, this is the last few verses of Habakkuk mm-hmm. says this Habakkuk three eighteen and 19. I will rejoice because of the Lord. I will be happy because of the God who delivers me. The sovereign Lord is my source of strength. He gives me the agility of a deer. He enables me to negotiate the rugged terrain. And that's how Habakkuk ends. Yeah. I read those those last two verses are really powerful metaphorically to me, mm. right? That he gives us in in this, um, in our activity as we engage, um, that he will give us the agility, mm-hmm. right? Like when you see like the like deer on the right you're right. like they just stand in the most precarious of ways <laughs> sure. um and what they navigate right that yeah. he gives us that that ability in our context in our culture in these mm. moments in the conflict in the tension in right the in the difficult right? in the yeah. in the place where it doesn't feel we may we feel like we're alone and we won't survive or how are we going to get whatever that is he gives yeah. us the agility of a deer and he enables me to negotiate the rugged terrain and yeah. i just think about our the rugged terrain in which we are navigating in this moment right. covid-19 uh po- politic the political we have this in the US the presidential election mm-hmm. and all the elections that are coming up um policing in our cities um you know on and on and mm-hmm. on all the things that are this is a rugged terrain right but God enables us mm. to negotiate that. Let it be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to pray for us? Yeah, Amen. for sure. Mm-hmm. Lord, I love you. And um, man, we are violent creatures. God, it is uh, in our, seems like it's in our DNA. It's definitely in the cultures that we have uh, been a part of and created, and we need your help. God, forgive us um, for our our part. God, whatever that is, our part in this uh, this tragedy of humanity that causes harm to one another. 
Lord, give us the courage to confront it in our own lives and in our own uh, country. God, and uh, give us the wisdom to communicate these truths and to to do it truly from that place of love, that that um, that that posture uh, that Jesus describes as being the meek, being the one who's not just preoccupied with self-interest, but the one that uh, is humble or cares about others. Lord, help us. Help these words to be heard. Forgive the inaccuracies, God, where we don't quite understand. Um, and um, man, let your blessing be poured out on, on all of us. Let your blessing be poured out on our city and upon our nation and upon this world, God. We need you. We, uh, we repent, and we ask for your help, God. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Love yeah. you all. Love and miss you, since yes. we don't get to see you much. <laughs> Hopefully we will see each other. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In maybe small groups of 10 or less. Who knows? In a backyard. <laughs> yeah. With a breeze. Yeah. Masks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Later. Bye-bye.